0: Kiora, I'm Erin Keem and you're listening to Conversations About Closets with my closest thousand friends. I started this project to get me through a gloomy Seattle winter, which was hitting me hard. The thing is, I love women. Why not showcase them? Why not call women I've never met, have our first conversation, record it, and turn it into a podcast? So that's what I did. I didn't edit, I still don't. Some days I'm on fire, some days not so much, and sometimes I even forgot to ask questions about closets. But all my guests are amazing. Listen up, get to know them, you'll be glad you did. If you want to be a guest on my show, go to erinkeem.com. I'd love to meet you. Aroha for listening, here's today's episode. Julia!
1: Hi, sorry, that took me a minute to get my microphone on, on board.
0: Oh, I'm always incredibly impressed when somebody can work out tech. <laughs> I, I think of tech as my nemesis, the supervillain that comes into my life and, and constantly I have to do battle with, so I'm very impressed.
1: Well, it turns out I'm better at tech than I would have expected. I do like puzzles, so that might be part of it.
0: Well, see, there you go. There's your win for the day.
1: Yes, great. great. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate it.
0: <laughs> so I've been so looking forward to talking to you because unclutter, cl- I said <laughs> I've got my aligners in. Um, so unclutter coach. I mean, decluttering is one of my favorite things. So I've really been looking forward to this and your website is so much fun. Oh, thank you. And it turns out we both have a thing for Dolly Parton.
1: Oh, I love Dolly. She's amazing.
0: You have on there about the 50 Pounds of Mud story. Will you tell us about that?
1: Yes. So Dolly Parton was at the Country Music Awards sometime in the early 70s. And before she got up on stage to accept her award, her dress split open. And, you know, she was wearing a skin-tight dress. And as we know, Dolly is well-endowed. So she grabbed a jacket from someone nearby and threw it on and went up onto stage and said, well, my daddy always told me don't put 50 pounds of mud in a 10-pound bag. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that amazing? I love her so
0: much. Oh, it is such a story. And I think your favorite Dolly Parton song is Shine.
1: Yes, yes
0: but you said something about there's a cover of it or that there well, is, is a
1: cover so that's actually a song by Collective Soul which is a 90s um sort of grunge band and it's a fun song when they do it but then she takes it and makes it into this bluegrass ballad it's just such a beautiful reimagining of something that seems so deep and harsh and she makes it light and pretty
0: and if you want to find out the link to that song jump on to uncluttercoach.com And you will find the link for that. And you said something about to to ask you about a rabbit hole to do with Eddie Vader. Am I pronouncing that right? I'm sorry. Say that again. Oh, I was talking about, you're you talking there about how you have a thing about covers. There's something about Eddie Vader. That was oh, those, I was Eddie Vader, that, yes, right?
1: Vader from um, Pearl Jam. He has the most amazing voice. And I like their music, okay, but I actually love to listen to him sing other people's songs. He brings this, like, rich, deep, grungy aesthetic to it. It's really great.
0: Back on to, if we can circle around <laughs> to Uncluttering. How yes. did you get How did you get into the uncluttering? And I love that we unclutter. How did you get into the uncluttering business?
1: Well, I used to have an art-based business. And as an artist, I love beautiful things. And I acquired a lot of beautiful things because if something was pretty or cool, I wanted it in my space. And, you know, every once in a while, I'd pack up a bunch of stuff and take it off to the thrift store. But I was feeling overwhelmed, and I just couldn't seem to quite get you know to ground zero, if you will. So I came up with this project, which was getting rid of five things every day, at least five things every day. And I thought, you know, slow and steady is kind of my jam. And I started a blog so that I could keep myself accountable. And every day I got rid of at least five things. And they could be five really big things, or they could be, you know, five pencils that I didn't want anymore. And I really stuck with it. I was really religious about it. And after about eight months, my house felt great. I just, you know, there was more stuff than I probably needed, but it just felt like a nice place to be, and I did not feel overwhelmed anymore. So that's kind of my decluttering story. And uh, I liked doing it so much, I thought I could help other people do this. So that's what I try and do.
0: And one of the things I really like is that you have specialities. I know you can unclutter everything but you can actually help artists unclutter their own studios. That's one of the things you specialize in.
1: Yes, absolutely. Because as um, an artist, and I like to dabble in lots of different media, it's so easy. Anything you ever find in your entire life could be part of a piece of art. (laughs) So it's really easy to just collect every cool thing in the world. But I think um, sort of the key to decluttering is really – deciding if something is so important that you're willing to give space to it, right? I mean, we have a limited amount of space and what are we willing to give up space for?
0: That is a great question to ponder. I often take clients through that when we are decluttering their closets in alignment with their style statement. Yeah. Uh, but if I may circle back also to your specialities, I was fascinated by the fact that you teach kids how to unclutter, you work directly with children?
1: I love working with children. So it is my feeling, the kids do not like clutter. They have a lot of clutter and they're not great at managing it often, but they don't like it. And I'll give you a really amazing story from (laughs) from my own life. So my oldest daughter loves a clean space, but doesn't know how how to keep her space clean. And at some point, you know, I will say it was a battle of the wills. Um, Her room was so messy. She was going crazy. I was going crazy. And I actually took every single thing out of her room, everything but the furniture and the clothing. And I said, you can have 10 things back at a time as long as you can kind of manage them. It doesn't have to be neat as a pin, but it has to be manageable. And 90% of that stuff sat in bags in the basement for years until I just got rid of it. She didn't care about it one single bit.
0: What a fantastic way to do it, to start with a completely clean slate. I guess an analogy would be clearing every single piece of clothing out of your wardrobe and then looking at that beautifully and closet and thinking, what do I treasure so much that I'm willing to look at it hanging on a hanger?
1: Absolutely, yes. And I think, you know, children in particular have so much stuff and they don't know how to declutter. None of us are taught how to declutter. We are taught how to acquire things, but we're not really taught how to – unburden ourselves of them. So one of the things I also like to do with my kids is, you know, I'd say, oh, could you set the table? And then can you go find three things in your room that you don't need anymore? Just to sort of get them in the habit of noting when they're done with things and getting rid of them.
0: What a great trigger. And I can just imagine all these adults going to set the table and then also feeling the sudden overwhelming urge to declutter something at the same
1: time. (laughs) Right? It's a Pavlovian response, hopefully. (laughs)
0: Absolutely brilliant. Tying two behaviors together to create two positive habits. Hey, you also help people with their inherited possessions. That must be a bit of an emotional roller coaster.
1: Oh, it is. It's so tricky. And I think, um, you know, the age at which most of us inherit our parents' stuff is a time when we're also starting to sort of think about our own mortality and our own aging. So (laughs) there's sort of a lot rolled into it. And I think we also have this sense that we are responsible for maintaining family history. There's so much there, but um, you know, so much of the stuff we inherit is just not stuff we really want.
0: I am going through a little bit of that at the moment in that my mum is evaluating her own possessions. And I keep getting messages with, would you like this? It belonged to your grandmother. Would you like this to belonged to your great grandmother? And in my case, I don't have children. I'm not likely to have grandchildren and and I'm saying, Mum, the line does end with me, but I know some some museums who would absolutely treasure this 1922 calendar. Right. You know, or this this piece of a lace that was made in 1835. Or perhaps look to other family members that would would treasure them, especially since you'd have to send them to me in America. And then then what happens to that? They what happens to them when I'm I'm not around anymore? So So I can completely and utterly relate to that. And it's hard to say no, but I'm not always the best repository for those items.
1: Right, yeah.
0: Hey, uh, completely segueing here, but I have a husband who won't clean out the kitchen drawers. (laughs) And I know you have a knack for helping people with kitchens.
1: Oh yeah, the
0: kitchen seems
1: to be the place where all the stuff ends up. I know my kitchen counter often has a very bizarre collection of things that have nothing to do with food or food preparation. I mean, I'm all about a junk drawer. I think, well, if you want to be sneaky about it, I think the best way to um, declutter under somebody's nose is just to remove one or two things at a time. And so, see- <laughs> <laughs> now I never recommend getting rid of other people's things without their permission. But <laughs> I mean, I have done that at home. I've done that at work. I used to do this in a in a shared office. Every once in a while, I just ditch a few things, and no one ever noticed
0: no one ever noticed I might try that he's not a declutterer it's it's tough when one of you keeps things and one of you doesn't because I'm more of a minimalist I'm a minimalist who likes variety so I rotate oh yeah I rotate things uh but when you do live with someone who likes to keep possessions I just have to remember it is my circus but it's not my monkey Great, but I love the idea of sneakily taking things out of those drawers, which drive me crazy, and just hiding them and just seeing, if, if you know, if he notices. Well, you could
1: put them all in a box. And at the end of six months, you could say, I've got some things in this box that used to be in the kitchen. Have you been missing anything?
0: <laughs> that, you know, that is you know, an absolute genius. Now, before I go and get a box, I know you do not want me to go out and buy a plastic box.
1: No, I don't. Oh, my gosh, no. A pox on plastic boxes.
0: I, Can you tell me a little bit about why? So, well,
1: first of all, you know, we don't need more plastic in the world, right? Plastic is sort of the devil. And every once in a while, there's a good reason to buy a clear plastic box. I think they, they do have their place. But I think one of the first things people talk to me about when, you know, they hire me to help them declutter is what do I need to buy? And I always say, nothing, <laughs> this is not about acquiring. This is about letting go. And if you have a drawer that needs organizing, you can probably find something in your house that you've already got. For example, um, I have a drawer that has office supplies in it and I have little jars and bowls and boxes that things have come in. I have a little round box that the brie came in that holds you know, all the erasers and pencil sharpeners. You've probably got exactly what you need in your house already. So, why not just use that? Why why make Mother Earth sadder than she already is?
0: I love repurposing. I often get my clients if they have a piece of clothing that they absolutely love. For example, my sister just sent me a Dolly Parton t shirt, which says, What would Dolly oh, do? But American sizes. Isn't that yes, so? I right? want one. Well, American sizes can be a little tricky. So, she ordered what she thought was a, a certain size and it doesn't fit. So I'm going to get it made into a cushion. Oh, clip. that's great. So so here's to repurposing. Hey, I know I could take the quiz, but I'm going to cheat. You've got a quiz on what is your clutter archetype? Yeah. and. Can you tell me a little bit about that? I'd be fascinated to know what kind of type I was.
1: So as I worked more and more with people, I started to realize, I started to recognize kind of trends. Um, You know, when I talk to people about why are you holding on to this? What, you know, what purpose is this serving in your life? I started to really identify some trends and I've come up with four main archetypes. And I will tell you, my aha moment came when I realized that I am a collector if I have two of something, watch out! Pretty soon I'll have seven of them, <laughs> and I, I do it almost <laughs> unconsciously. And I noticed this at one point. I had a blue ceramic owl. Uh, it was a candle holder, and then I got a blue ceramic owl that was a vase. And then I saw a green ceramic owl and thought, "Oh, this would look so nice with the two blue ones I already have." And then I thought, "Oh my gosh, I have to get rid of one of these." <vase." laughs> and yes I have many many collections I have gotten rid of several of them but I just can't help myself I just love to do it and now that I know that I do it I can stop myself for example I don't really want a collection of ceramic owls that is not something I'm excited about so I kind of stopped in my tracks and turned it around before I could get insane with it and I think um, so. My four archetypes are the, the collector, the sentimentalist who loves to hold on to anything that has a story or that was owned by someone she loves. Um, it's all about kind of the connection of the thing to a person. There is the bargain hunter. If I bought it for cheap, I'm not getting rid of it. And in fact, I might buy five more if they go on sale. And then the final type is what I call, I keep changing the name because it's hard to figure out exactly what I want to call her, but she's the person who says this might come in handy someday. I'm going to keep this little piece of string because I might need it someday. I have enough flashlights, but you could always have one more. You know, it's useful. So once you know what your archetype is, you can really start to make some decisions based on, on your type. I love that,
0: I'm a collector with me it tends to manifest in clothing i love variety and and i'm passionate and so passionate about clothing and i'm lucky i have quite a decent amount of room to actually store my clothing and i love having my own personal boutique but yes yes i do notice that i collect black Mm -hmm. jackets and one does not really need 12 black jackets i love them all i don't feel the need to declutter them at the moment i have the space for them but thank you for helping me to define the fact that I am definitely a collector. I completely relate to the wanting to hold on to something in case you may need it again someday. But I have to, re- you know, I remind my clients that there is always enough time, money and love, and there will always be a replacement. This is not the only one of it Oh, time. I love that.
1: Yeah, I love
0: that. Mm-hmm. And the world, I, I absolutely agree about conscious consumerism There's there's ways to find clothing that you want secondhand or upcycled or repurposed, but the world really is our storage unit these days. You don't have to keep it in your home. You can keep it on a, on a shelf somewhere and just get it. When oh, you I
1: love that. May I steal that? The world is our storage unit
0: oh please do because i'm going to be taking some i'm sure i'm going to be taking a lot of your ideas just knowing i'm a collector alone makes things i understand things so much better because i'm not a sentimentalist as can be evidenced by my my mother bless her heart trying to give me old (laughs) tablecloths and things that have beautiful family stories but i'm yeah that's definitely on me but a collector of beautiful things it's hard when you have a visual aesthetic because we are artists and I'm looking around my office at the moment, and it is filled with pieces of mm-hmm. art. And it is hard when you like looking at beauty. So rotating pieces, you know, taking down artwork and replacing it like the Japanese do seasonally, that's, that's not a bad solution for me. Oh, I think that's
1: a great idea. I do the same thing. I have a shelf where I keep sort of little things that I love to have around and I and I yeah, I move them around. And that way you also enjoy them more, right? Because you see them with fresh eyes and something that's been in the cupboard for a while. You, you have a renewed love of it by, by bringing it back out.
0: Oh, absolutely, and we after, after a while we we stop seeing what's on our walls. We take it for granted, and our mind kind of churns it out. It's a little bit like that with your wardrobe as well. Sometimes rotating your clothes, taking them out of circulation, can means that when you shop your closet, you have the fun of discovering. Absolutely. Hey. Hey, you have a great quote. It was something about you know you have too many things when uh you would be quite happy if you're yes. not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I know. I, I and I have to admit there are times when I have walked out the door and thought, Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be great if I drove back and it just wasn't here? <laughs> 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 I wouldn't have to deal with it anymore. I think colors. So exhausting. It's just exhausting. I feel like if you have a really cluttered room, it's like walking into a giant to-do list.
0: It absolutely is. My husband's desk. He thinks best when his desk is cluttered. Well, that's what he tells me. And I, I can't be around it. It actually brings me out with yeah. rash. I need to have a clear desk. I need to have an organized closet i need to have an organized room and
1: i think we have so many great opportunities just the fact that you can do almost anything online now like i don't really get much mail anymore all of my bills are delivered online all of you know anything financial i don't ever touch it i don't file that much i keep things electronically it's really a great boon for for people who struggle with too much stuff
0: Mm, and i was just grateful to you for your lack of digital clutter because uh uh, you don't flood people's inboxes with emails i love all the people who email me but i unsubscribe 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 And and it's nothing personal i adore these people but i get overwhelmed so but you have a fun option and i like this you can get a text from julia every week uh, with a fifteen-minute decluttering task, and all you need to do is is text "throw away." That's one word: three one nine nine six. We'll put it in the show notes. But you will get a weekly declutter prompt, which is Sharon. Oh,
1: thank you! I love that. I actually want to tell you my my greatest triumph with that uh, Sunday text. I've been doing it for about two and a half years, and I get good feedback. Wow. But I had a party in my house way back in the olden days when we could do that kind of thing. And my friend's 23-year-old son said, oh, it's so nice to see you. I love hearing from you every week. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, I, I get your text. And I said, you do? And he said, oh yeah, I do what you tell me
0: every single week. If you can impress a 23-year-old to get them to declutter. I, was- I mean, we, we can just we can just stop here. Run out and hire this woman immediately. Yeah, well, I didn't think that was my demographic, a- but
1: I'm thrilled. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know your blog where you started throwing away five yeah. things every day. Uh, that that's moved over to Instagram. Yes, right? and actually
1: i I've been taking a bit of a hiatus, but I think I'm ready to start again. This is a project I've come back to over and over again over the years. When things start to feel like they're getting a little tight, I just ramp back up. Yeah, so you can see that on Instagram. It's toss under slash or underscore five.
0: I think you and I also do something a bit similar where I help clients picture their ideal life and therefore their ideal wardrobe. And we work them towards the ideal life at the same time we work them towards the ideal wardrobe. But you help somebody create their ideal life when you move them, like you help them move to Hawaii. And didn't that mean literally halving all the- Yes, positions? absolutely. This
1: is one of my oldest friends. She was getting ready to rent her house so in DC so she could move to Hawaii. So she had to put all of her things in a storage area in the basement. And she was amazing. She'd say, and she had, oh, she has beautiful clothes and a lot of them. And she said, I'm getting rid of half of my shoes. And so we counted how many pairs of shoes she had and we got rid of half. And when she came down to, oh, I still kind of like these, but I promised myself I would get rid of half. It was incredible. It really was.
0: She sounds incredibly motivated, but it's also a great way. Like I will ask clients to take their favorite item and then compare. One one of the tricks is to compare what you've got to the clothes Mm -hmm. you love the best. And if you don't love it as much, that that can tell you a lot. So if people want to find you, they the best place to find you is to go to uncluttercoach.com and and that's to find Julia Williams. And
1: I actually even have a brand new website because I'm now transitioning into also helping you get rid of your psychic clutter, uh, by which I mean, oh, I have too Oh, I don't have enough time. I'm really interested in helping people declutter sort of the other aspects of their lives that are non-physical. So you can see me there at unburdenedlife.com. Oh, I love that. Uh, Make sure
0: you put that in the show notes. You know, I was I was also just thinking, why do we say sorry? I mean, instead of pardon me or repeat that again or I think I'm gonna take that word out of my vocabulary. I don't think women should ever have to yeah, say I agree sorry. with you
1: one hundred percent. Get rid of sorry and get rid of should.
0: And get absolutely and get rid of regret and get rid of yeah. shame. Completely segueing, but that also comes with getting rid of psychic uh, clutter. Hey, I'm going to give myself a quick advert. Uh, Track down Julia. Yeah. To see uh, what would be the best solution for you. And you can also jump onto my website and get 30 minutes with me. And we will talk about what's getting between you and the the wardrobe that you love.
1: I love that.
0: And you may or may not. Yeah, thank you. You may or may not. uh, We may or may not be a fit, but either way, you will walk away with something that will get you a step closer to the wardrobe that you want. So, Julia, thank you so much for your time today. I can tell we're going to be friends. I think we should actually do a workshop together. I would love that. I think we're doing a lot. Oh, yes. So, be fun. We would have so much fun. Uh, yeah, let, let's talk about that offline because we would have so much fun.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been so much fun talking to you. Such a joy. Bye. Bye.